It's time once again for the Worship Ministry Catalyst Podcast with your hosts, David Lindner and Kevin Cruz. Worship Ministry Catalyst is a resource for all worship leaders and team members serving in the local church. Take a seat at the table and join the conversation as David, Kevin, and their guests discuss all things worship, from team dynamics to technology to song selection. Feel free to poke fun at David's hair, talk football, or bring up other topics that have nothing to do with worship. We want to add your voice to the conversation. Find us on Twitter at twitter.com slash WMCatalyst. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Worship Ministry Catalyst. Or just head over to worshipministrycatalyst.com and drop a note in the comments section of any episode. And now, it's time for the show. Well, hello, everyone. That's the sound that David's phone makes when it vibrates. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> iPhones, iPhone uh, plastic <laughs> case. Yeah. I mean, and that's about the right pitch and everything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> there it is. It's kind of that, uh, that note right there. Anyway, you know, it'd be really interesting to, um, to actually see, like, what the notes are of different phones like vibrating you know like and then use them in a song oh man that's like like, call like you have to sync up all your calling at just the right time no now you're talking man that's like something that uh what's that group okay go um they make all those wild crazy videos um and that's like something that they would do you know like like they would take uh uh, cell phones and make make one of their songs out of a cell phone vibration Hmm. yeah i think it'd be fun yeah yeah well, hey. Hi. Welcome. Episode 153, right? <laughs> had to look back and remember. Yeah, what, what episode are we on? <laughs> yeah. I'm still, I had a cold all through Easter. What? And um, still got a little bit of that cough and yeah. annoying stuff. So I apologize for the coughing and the throat clearing. Speaking of Easter, this is our first episode since Easter. How was your Easter service, man? It was good. We uh, had. I saw on Facebook service. you you like bust out a selfie stick, man. Yeah. What was that? What was that all about, dude? Oh. I saw these pictures on Facebook with the selfie stick, and then and then of course uh, um, you you had it synced up with your projector. Which how did you do that? Yeah, well, we used uh, an Apple TV. Okay. And just uh, with Apple TV, you can uh, do what's called mirroring from an iPhone oh, onto man. your Apple TV. So anything. so the Apple TV was hooked up to the projector. Yeah. And then you mirrored it. That was pretty slick, dude. Yeah, we uh, we were talking about me first, how we live in a me first world, and uh, and then I used selfies as an example of that. How <laughs> if there's ever anything that's uh, abund- make makes it abundantly clear that we live in a me first world, it's <laughs> right. that we take one million selfies per day. Oh man, and, love uh, it, love so, the selfies. So I pulled out the selfie. Is, stick is that is that really the number? Like one million selfies. One million selfies a, a day. day. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and uh, so pulled out the selfie stick and just kind of kind of playing around, cracking jokes about it and doing stuff like that. And then uh, then at the end, you know, tied it into went, went and talked about uh, the crucifixion, resurrection, and how Christ redefined me first nice. to be uh, me first to the cross, me first to lay down my life, and that His perspective instead of. You know me, then you know how on your phone you have that little button where you can turn it around and have it facing right. you or pointing out to which, 
So I was like, this, this, this is our, this is our perspective and the camera's pointed on us, but Christ's perspective is pointed out on everyone else. Nice. Yeah. So that's a, that's a cool, uh, nice cool parallel, man. Thanks. Look at you, senior pastor, man. (laughs) Who needs it? Yay. No longer a worship pastor. But, uh, yeah, so it was fun. It was a good Easter. We, we had double the amount of people we normally have. Oh, wow. That was cool. Yeah. Man, you know, how about you? Yeah, our man, our Easter service is just really, really exciting. Um, um, I, I can't remember how much I've mentioned either to you personally or or on the episode on the podcast, but you know, we um, like I, like I love music. I love Easter. I love this time of year. Like hands down, my favorite time. I think I mentioned on here before that I struggle with Christmas, but man, uh, love Easter. Uh, Easter is really exciting. Um. But the the uh, the thing that that I I learned from last year, you know, last year we did a bunch of music, which I thought was great. But I guess not everyone, you know, likes to sing, you know, nine ten songs or whatever right, on Easter. Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> how could you not sing? You yeah. know, and that's my perspective. Mm-hmm. But you know, just trying to recognize, like, you got new people, you got people who are unfamiliar with songs, you got even people who are familiar with it, maybe don't want to sing, you mm-hmm. know, that much and. So this year, like we limit, you know, limited to just five songs, um, and then one special, mm-hmm. and so we, you know, it was very, very simple in that regard, mm-hmm. which was kind of weird because in in most years we've done it, you know, heavy emphasis on music. There's lots of practices, you know, um, and this time, you know, lots of special music. Mm-hmm. So this time for Easter, we were doing songs we, you know, we already knew. We were doing songs that were familiar to our band and to our church. Uh, you know the one special song, which was in A flat, so you know uh, took a you know took a little bit of work for for some some of the guys, but right. you know it, it it ended up just being great, man. Um, and so we had uh, lots of testimonies. So in in lieu of of doing more music, we would have we had people kind of planned testimonies, sharing the whole theme was uh, victorious, mm-hmm. you know, sharing about how Christ was victorious um, uh, in their life. Um, how Christ, you know, kind of gave them victory over whatever the issue was, mm-hmm. you know, a, a certain a certain season <laughs> or maybe a, a sin or whatever that case is. So we had like three testimonies. Um, uh, we had a dude uh, do a spoken word thing, cool. um, which most people surprisingly loved. I mean, even the older people. There, there was only one couple I heard of. There, you know, they're like that that one that one guy who did the rap. We didn't we didn't like the rap. <laughs> I'm like, well, you know, it wasn't really rap. I mean, spoken word, but mm-hmm. I get, I get what you're saying. Right. Um, you know, is it <laughs> spoken word is more kind of a lyrical art, mm-hmm. you know, form, uh, right. whatever. Yeah, I like that. I like the approach. You know, I uh, we've talked about in the past. I hate the weekend after Easter letdown. Yeah, where you know we've put in months and months of practice into Easter weekend, and then like the next weekend, you know, it's an acoustic set and you know, some, some random person is speaking. And so like you do all this work to put on a good Easter celebration. And then the next weekend it's a big letdown and everyone's like, Oh, what, what happened to the church I visited last week? Yeah. Which actually is really funny that that, typically that hasn't been the case at Laurelwood. Mm -hmm. Like Laurelwood typically, you know, obviously we have, you know, high numbers on Easter and then we're back to normal Mm -hmm. this week. However, um, the, uh, uh, Easter Sunday, just with uh, the way our school system is here in Washington, Easter Sunday was the first Sunday of spring break, mm-hmm. and then the week after that was the last Sunday of spring break right. in the in the schools here locally. 
So we had tons of people for Easter Sunday. And then we had half, literally, no, less than half the amount, you know, uh, on the week after Sunday. Mm. And it was crazy because um, on top of that, uh, Mike wasn't speaking. We had someone else speaking. So (laughs) it was the weirdest thing. Mike's not speaking, and the building is half full. Right. And it it was like a really weird vibe, man. But... But not doing like kind of scaling back Easter makes it on just a general yeah. rule easier to not have to do anything huge for the next weekend because yeah. yeah. you can just do your normal thing and be right. And right. and the ne- you know the next week, uh, the the week after Easter was very normal. Mm-hmm. You know, except for Sid was preaching instead mm-hmm. of Mike, um, and there was a ton of people gone because of spring break. But right. whatever. No, but the most exciting thing, you know, we had a record number of attendance at Laurelwood, which was really fun hmm. but you know what what i got like literally choked up about man like brought me to tears um we had these response cards and 17 people wow. responded in some way that they either wanted to know more about christ or they were renewing their commitment to christ or they wanted to attend our discovery class which which is is kind of the introductory to you know christian faith and what we do here at the mm-hmm. church and i mean to have 17 people respond in that way yeah I mean, we're not a huge church or whatever and, and, you know, maybe on a typical Sunday we get one, you know, or two mm-hmm. people making some kind of a decision like that. And the 17 people, mm-hmm. like my heart was just rejoicing, yeah. man, like so exciting. <laughs> and, and yeah, like the numbers are cool, you know, whatever statistics, I mean, you know, that's all they are right. like stats, you know, um, you know, record attendance. I mean, you know, we, we had our overflow section and the overflow was maxed out and nice. all that stuff's like really cool. But man, like 17 people, 17 people who who were saying yes to Christ mm-hmm. and noticing 17 people who were saying like, I want to follow this and I may not get it, but like I'm, I'm in it. Like I'm renewing it, whatever the case is. Like that just, oh man, mm. that just like got me so pumped. Cool. Yeah. Good. So Easter, Easter was cool. Good. Yeah. Um, uh, but today we're talking today, today we're talking, uh, kind of a little bit about Easter kind of, I mean, somewhat the, 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 um, issue, the issue that we're talking about is what do you do with, um, how do you say preferences? Mm-hmm. What do you do? So, so like I think about Easter, for example, um, you know, we, we did we did some new songs. Um, you know, we did some classic songs. Um, you know, and and I mean, I, th- I think it was a good mix. We only did five plus the special. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, uh, um, invariably get the you know, man, wish we would you know, we we need more hymns. You know, we're we're the classic hymns. Should have done up from the grave here, right? Rose, right. Yeah. Which which uh, uh, actually we did that song. <laughs> <laughs> we actually did. Christ the Lord is risen today. Yeah. yeah. No, no, that's what we did. We did Christ oh, the Lord yeah. is risen today. And then uh, Christ arose um, is the one. Li- did. You didn't do He Lives? And we didn't do He Lives. Oh. He Lives. It's not Easter if you he don't lives. sing He Lives. Yeah. Easter song, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Hear the bells ringing. Or uh, Rise Again. Mm. Dallas Home. You know, you, I think I we've talked about how you don't know that song I don't know before. that one, man. Yeah, so I got to play that Lame. sometime. Lame. I'm, I'm so. South Rise. There you go. There you go. Again. No, so so it's interesting because Easter, no you know, Easter is one of those great examples where down. you have you, you have maybe uh, people who come in with preferences, and um, you know, I I'd like to think Laurel would, by and large, in general, you know, it is is a you know, it's a multi generational church that is pretty understanding of the fact that 
you know, you have young and you have old and everything in between. And so for the most part, in general, you know, you, you got people who, who are willing to put aside preferences. But but as with any church, with any family, with any body, uh, group of people, right, you're going to have those people who are very opinionated, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, you got you got the people. Well, the, the the classic is you got the people who like contemporary. What what used to be called contemporary? It's not really contemporary anymore. It's just <laughs> modern. Now it's just normal. Yeah, normal. <laughs> normal. Uh, normal worship, and then you got the people who want the hymns and the choirs and the organs and all that stuff. But then, but then you've got people who like it loud and like it quiet. You've got people who who like um, who like it all kind of regimented. You know. Uh, there no, no kind of impromptu worship, but then you got the people who want only the impromptu worship, totally spontaneous, yeah, spontaneous and- stop for like five minutes in the middle of a song and just kind of have spontaneous worship, you know? Yeah. So you've got all like half a dozen, if not more different, different, uh, directions that people want to pull the worship in on it on any given Sunday. Lots of preference that, uh, people, people have. And, you know, the, the interesting thing, you know, Dave and I were talking about this before we uh, started recording. Um, you know, the interesting thing is when, when it comes to preferences, the, there's a danger that can happen, right? Mm. Like, like if I get, I'm kind of like what you were talking about with the selfie stick. If I get so focused on the me, right? And if I get, I, if I get so consumed by what I want, what I like, then... I'm I'm not really I'm not really seeing what's happening outside of me, you know. And, and we were talking about how there's a danger it, if if it's just about you and your preferences. There's a danger where you can very very easily you can very easily say and basically kind of thumbing your nose to the fact that like I don't care about what the church you know this church its vision. Like at Laurelwood, you know, our vision is disciples making disciples. We we want to be complete, mature disciples. And, you know, it, is it possible to have this music, even if it's not your preference, can the style of this music perhaps help some people become better disciples of Christ? Mm-hmm. Can it help them fall in love with Christ and grow in their relationship with Christ? And if, and if you're just basically saying, no, I don't care about any of that, like— I mean, what are you doing mm-hmm. at church, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, are you there for you? Right. Yeah. It's. I mean, I think you know some of the, the really dangerous territory we've gotten in in modern church in the modern church era, a modern American church, I should say, is this idea that the gospel is about me, right? Mm. I mean, the gospel, and when we most of the time when we hear the gospel presented, it's still kind of presented in a. This is for you. Jesus died for you. You know, mm-hmm. you know, Jesus, if you were the only person on earth, Jesus would have come and died for you. And, and while those things may, may be true, that's not the whole picture of the gospel. No. The whole picture of the gospel is God's glory. Yeah. Right. And, and so we've, we've kind of shifted into this really, really selfish, uh, me first, but you know, just my, my way or the highway kind of way of doing church and, if you know if, if i go too long without getting my needs met and i'm not being fed here at, at, at your church then you can pretty much guarantee they're going to go find somewhere else to mm. to they're going to go find somebody else to annoy for a couple of months or a couple of years and then and then they'll get fed up with that too and move on to something else but 
uh, you know, it's just become a very, very much not about the glory of God. It's about yeah. getting our way, you know? Yeah. And, you know, and obviously this begs the question, mm-hmm. like, what do we do about it? You know, I, I mean, like, you know, you know, you and I, like, we're both in a place where we've seen this happen. Um, what do you do about it? You know, and, and I mean, you know, th- there's a sense where you almost just want to say, okay, all right, well, goodbye. Like, you don't, you don't have to come to our church mm-hmm. anymore. You know, don't let the door hit you on the way out, you know? <laughs> and yeah, that's, that's where I, I err a little too heavily on that side here at our <laughs> church. Um, we don't, we don't spend a whole lot of time chasing people. Um, uh, we will, I mean, if somebody has been really involved and, and all of a sudden something happens, you know, we'll try to have conversations. We'll, we'll do our best to to try to make sure that they don't leave. But, um, you know, as we've, we've, at least I've learned, you can spend so much time trying to, um, you know, coalesce and, and, um, what's the word, you know, co- uh, cater yeah, to totally. someone to try to, to try to keep them here just a little bit longer for yeah. whatever the reason. And then, and then, you know, before you know it, you've, you've totally sacrificed mission because, well, this person wants this and it doesn't take very many people to like, to completely turn you 180 degrees off mission. I mean, you get, you get a dozen people with a dozen different ideas of what oh, yeah. they want and they're threatening to leave and pull their tithe out of your church and go somewhere else then you're, you are completely off mission just trying to keep these 12 people happy so the church doesn't crumble. And, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm not, for one, I'm not, I'm not a people person. I'm not real. <laughs> I'm not like, <laughs> I don't like people. <laughs> my uh. identity is not involved in, you know, not tied up in relationships with other people, but um, I don't know. I've just, I've just kind of moved more towards the, let's move with the movers and the people who are on board. Let's go, let's just keep marching forward. And if people can't handle that, then they're probably better off somewhere else. You know, you said something a little, just a little bit ago, uh, not, not explicitly you didn't say it, but basically like that whole concept of like, can you be on board with our vision? Like, mm-hmm. where are we going as a church? Mm-hmm. And, and I think, I think that's a real key to this this whole dilemma. Mm-hmm. The key is, do you as a pastor or a leader or whatever um, role you're in, do you know what the vision of your church is? Mm-hmm. Do you know where your church is going, what direction you guys are headed, why you're headed there? Um, do you know? And yeah. and if you do, then be on board with it. Right. Um, and And... That basically gives you kind of credence and weight to be able to say, like, when you when you got the preferential people, you know, I don't like the volume or the music or why didn't you do, you know, this one hymn? I actually had that happen, man, um, <laughs> three or four years ago. Actually, the very same gentleman I was talking mm-hmm. about earlier, um, after after an Easter service, after like, I mean, I'm just like wiped out, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I just put I put 110 percent into this thing <laughs> and 110 hours and 110 hours into this thing. <laughs> I'm just wiped out, and 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 him and his wife and another uh, elderly couple they they come up to me you know and they're like you know why didn't you do Christ the Rose you know up from the grave he rose mm-hmm. and and I'm like well I mean that you know we we were doing some other songs uh, that talking about this theme and it's like you can't have Easter without that you know <laughs> you can't have Easter without Christ the Rose yeah and uh, you, you know the point I'm making is if you understand your church's vision 
And then the little preferential things, people coming up and saying, like, why didn't you do this song? It's a lot easier to say, because our vision is this. Like, you know, mm-hmm. this this particular Easter, our vision was victorious. You know, that was our, and our overall vision as a church is disciples making disciples. And, and you know, are we in line with that? Absolutely. Like, could that song help us? Yeah, sure. But these other songs were also helping mm-hmm. us in that vision. Well, you know, our, our vision is very similar. Disciples making disciple makers. And our mission is disciples to be disciples who do justice, love mercy and walk humbly. And, you know, so, so that's what we're going for that, you know, that's yeah. what drives us. And, um, you know, to do that, to be disciples, making disciple makers, we have to be, that's and and the definition of it, reaching new people. We have to be bringing in new people into the kingdom and, uh, chances are pretty good we're not going to be bringing a whole lot of new people into the kingdom with the, with the organ and piano and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and singing all hymns. Yeah. Maybe some, but, but not, uh, not the majority of people who need to be reached yeah. will connect with that. And, um, so, so, so missionally and visionally, we need to be doing those things that it doesn't have to be cutting edge. I don't think, I don't think any church on the planet has to be like out there in front of, you know, Coldplay and you too, you know, paving the way for, for the you next, go. you know, movement of music or whatever. Bring but, it. but, it, but it has to be, it has to be the right dialect. It has to, you know, it, it has to be. It can't be Shakespearean English anymore. It needs to be modern day English. And, um, you know, I think, I think we we kind of look past that because, you know, we get the we get our ears pulled and bent on different things, and it's easier to kind of. To bend to that, but you know, I actually wrote an article on this just two days ago on my on my blog, davidlindner.net blog about leaders. Our responsibility as leaders is is not to be in the middle of the pack, trying to comfort everybody. Our job is to be out there in front of everybody, a couple of steps steps, and coaching them on where to put their feet and pulling them up when they need a hand, and you know, just kind of being out there helping them yeah. get in that direction. And too often, it's too comfortable and easy in the middle of the pack. And we just kind of gravitate towards that. And that's not what we've been called to do. Yeah. And and I think that's, that's the second, I think that, you know, you hit it on the head, man. Like that's the second thing I was going to say when, when it comes to this issue of, of preferences, you know, and, and, you know, when you run into it, I mean, we all do like I, I run into it, you run into it. I think everyone listening who is in church leadership has run into it. Mm-hmm. Like the second thing I think you really need to do is understand how how you lead understand if you're you know if you're a leader then you gotta lead and sometimes like in order to lead you you have to you know you you have to challenge people and you have to be a little harsh even you know well i mean it it doesn't take a whole lot of reading of the entire bible and if you don't want to do that just the new testament and if you don't want to do that just just the gospel the gospels to see that Jesus didn't spend a whole lot of time uh, comforting and coddling people. I mean, he was pretty much brutally in people's face yeah. telling them, you say, but I say, yeah. you've heard it said, but I say, you know, or, you know what, you guys are, you guys are whitewashed tombs. You're dead on the inside. That's not real soft talk. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. call hypocrites, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like call the vipers. Yeah. You know? Right. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's there's uh, so much of that language throughout the gospel that Jesus is using when he's talking to the religious people, yeah. not to the not to the outside world, to the church, you know, to the, those who are within 
God's chosen people. And I mean, he was just brutal. And it's because he knew what was at stake. And I think we forget that. You know, and I think if, I think if we, again, if we can be leaders in that context and say like, you know, okay, I'm not going to coddle you. I'm not, I'm not going to just cave in and, you know, like, so the easy thing would be, okay, you know, next Easter. Okay, fine. All right. Next Easter we'll do Christ arose. Mm-hmm. We'll make sure to do that. And, 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 and maybe we do end up doing that, but for not, not for the reason, because this, this couple wanted right. me to, right. Because they were upset that Easter was without that. You know, we, we do it in the context of a leader and, and that's what being a leader is all about. Mm-hmm. Be able to say like, this is where we're going and I want you to go with me. And then, yeah, sometimes it's, it's totally challenging them, you know? Um, and, and so, yeah, this, this guy, uh, you know, uh, talking with him the other day and, and, and he's saying that, you know, he doesn't like the music, you know, he doesn't like the electric guitar and, 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 uh, uh, you know, he, he'd also talked about how, how, uh, you know, the, all the, you know, it all sounds the same, you know, it's like just drones on and on and, you know, every single song is the same and, and, you know, and just can't stand, you know, how boring it is or what, whatever, you know. Because there's so much variety with piano and organ. Right. <laughs> so, you know, electric guitar and, 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 you know, he's talking about how he, he's like, you know, I'm, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop coming to the music and I'm just going to show up for the message. You know, I'm just going to show up for the message. And so, you know, like I was like, I mean, you know, this guy, this guy is easily 50 years older than me. I mean, he's, you know, he's, he's elderly. He's been around the church a long time or whatever, but I'm like, okay, this is, this is something like, I can't, I can't just sit back and be like, Oh, okay. Well, you, mm-hmm. you know, you go ahead and do that. You know, whatever you need, you, you, you know, you, you go ahead and just show up to church whenever you feel comfortable with. So, I mean, I, I challenged him, man. Mm-hmm. And it probably, it probably did not sit well with him that a guy who's 50 years younger than him is challenging him in his <laughs> Christian walk. But I said, I said, listen, man, I called him by his name. I didn't say man. <laughs> and, and I, I was listen, very, bro. I was very polite and diplomatic, mm-hmm. you know, I, I wasn't cavalier or anything, but I, I said, I said, you know, are you are you really willing to break fellowship and the unity of the body of Christ o- over this, over mm-hmm. the fact that you don't like electric guitars? Oh, I'm not doing that. I'm like, well, you kind of are. I mean, you're you're saying that you are going to remove yourself from fellowship, only show up at a certain at a certain time when everyone in our church we're all in this together and mm-hmm. they're all coming um, to to church to worship together in unity together as the body of Christ. And you know what? Not everyone likes the song. Not everyone likes this song or that song. Not everyone likes guitar. Not everyone likes piano. But we're all in this together. Mm-hmm. And that's unity. And you're saying that you're going to sacrifice all that. You're going to give all that away. You're, you're going to throw all that away uh, just so that you can come uh, at the time that you want to, so that you can listen to the message when you want to, you know? Um, anyway, so, you know, I, I kind of challenged him in some areas, and, and that's being a leader. Right. That's being a leader. I'll never forget we were on choir tour and um, it was the choir tour when my name got left off the housing list. Do you remember that? Oh, no. Yeah. uh, My name got left off the housing list. So like the whole tour, I didn't have any assigned place to stay. (laughs) So like at the end of the night, I'm like, okay, you know, who who can help help a guy out and take one extra guy home, you know? And um, so... Uh, at, at one of the churches, the pastor of the church didn't, and it was one of the bigger churches down in like Sacramento area. Mm. And he didn't take a host. He didn't host a, a student in case there was a problem and an extra kid and he needed to take one. So I ended up staying nice. at the pastor's house. 
And, and he was talking to me because he asked what my major was and I told him music, you know, and, and he was saying, just always remember that people cling to the music of their youth. And for years and years, I would think about that, you know, people cling to the music of their youth. And, and, and I, and I understand that, but then, you know, as we were talking before, before we started recording, I, I think there's more to it than that. And, you know, we, God is always doing new talk, uh, a DC talk, new a new thing, thing a new thing, you know, you know he's doing it. it. <laughs> God is doing a new thing. thing. So, but, you know, but God is always doing something new. Every morning's mercies are new is that's, that's his faithfulness is yeah. that every morning they're new. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, sing, sing to the Lord a new song for he has done marvelous things. You know, it's not, not necessarily sing the same song that you sang when you were young, but if God is doing a new thing in your heart and in your life, then you've got a new song to sing because his mercies are new every morning. And, and I think so many times what has happened is, uh, we, we cling to this one emotional experience, maybe in our youth, maybe just five years ago. But, uh, if, if that's the only thing God has done in our life, then we, we attach spirituality and depth and walk, uh, depth in our walk with God to that moment in that event. And so that everything from that point on has to look like that. And if we're not, if we're not constantly growing with God, then our experience with God is never going to change. It's always going to look back to, to what that was. And, you know, I think for those of us who are, who are growing in that relationship and in our salvation, that we're going to be experiencing God on, on new levels and, and we will not be able to help, but respond in a new way. No, that's good. So there it is. Yeah. So hopefully that helps. Now, a couple, hopefully, some practical things on, on you know how, how to work with uh, people with preferences, and you know, we all got them. Mm-hmm. You know, we all got preferences, but you know, it's like, what do you do about that? Um, you know, both as a leader, uh, but then even in your own heart, you know, to make sure that you're not just uh, holding on to your own preferences mm-hmm. that you want. So, good stuff. All right, that's all the time we have for this episode. Make sure you check us out online, www.worshipministrycatalyst.com, facebook.com slash worshipministrycatalyst, twitter.com slash wmcatalyst. You can send an email to david at worshipministrycatalyst.com or kevin at worshipministrycatalyst.com and leave a voicemail at 360-818-4339. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Twitter.com slash wmcatalyst. Facebook.com slash Worship Ministry Catalyst.